0: Hey, howdy, hey, buckaroos, and welcome to the Disney Cessities podcast. I'm your host, Michaela.
1: And I'm Katie. In today's episode, we're going to focus on a beloved Disney Pixar series, Toy Story. And we're not going to only talk about just the movies, but we're going to talk about how it's represented in Disney parks, really all across the globe. So let's just jump right into it. Michaela, do you want to start off with Toy Story <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, so, as if no one has ever seen this movie, but for those of you who have been living under a rock mm-hmm. for the last twenty-five years, um, the first Toy Story movie was released. years. Yeah, it was released in nineteen ninety-five. Wow. Last week, so it just celebrated its anniversary. Um, we're taking these movie descriptions from IMDB, IMDB, because honestly, they're pretty funny. Um, we'll be sure to include the links to the show notes before, again, as if you haven't seen them, you can watch all these mm-hmm. movies on Disney+. Plus. So Toy Story is about, quote, a cowboy doll is profoundly threatened and jealous when a new spaceman figure supplants him as top toy in a boy's room, end quote. I'm
1: sorry, I have to this stop me. and interrupt you again, but I just loved when I was reading it, a new spaceman figure supplants him as top toy in a boy's room.
0: <laughs> like they make it sound so serious which i guess they, oh, they try to make parts of it be very serious but once you've seen it so mm-hmm. many times you can't not laugh yeah
1: at something like this understandably
0: so we're introduced to all of our favorite characters woody bo peep rex slinky dog ham mr potato head the green army men and that space figure or a spaceman buzz lightyear
1: that spaceman so that was really the movie that started, well, of course it was, it started everything. And I remember
0: reading, wasn't this the first
1: this the first fully animated or computer animated movie there was? Yes, right?
0: first completely um, animated film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney worked with Pixar, which really at that time was making Listerine commercials. Um, <laughs> you know, of all the things that they could do. They yeah. worked day and night to try and get this film out on time and what a change it has been because now the entire oh my like the entire animation industry really is just computer animation now but to imagine that True. back then there wasn't anything like this um different and, i know different parts and movies were animated like with computers but yeah nothing like it is now
1: and also if you think about it like you sh- you talk to any child or you show them the like a Woody or a Buzz, and they know Toy Story. So this movie has truly jumped generations. It's grown up with really my generation and your generation. So the next film that came out was Toy Story 2, four years later in 1999. And this movie is when, quote, Woody is stolen by a toy collector Buzz and his friends have to set out on a rescue mission to save Woody before he becomes a museum toy property with his roundup gang, Jesse, Prospector, and Bullseye, end quote. And in this sequel, we're introduced to another set of um, Andy's toys, really Miss, Mrs. Potato Head, the perfect, the perfect half to Mr. Potato Head, and some new characters, as I mentioned, Jesse, Bullseye, and the Prospector. And I have to be completely honest, I think this is my favorite movie out of the four. Um, really? We'll talk about that, I think, in a little bit, but I really, I enjoyed it. I, I still enjoy it. I think I, it's funny looking at the difference, even just in four years from the Toy Story 1 graphics with Toy Story 2 graphics. Um, and I just love, like, the part, I'm going to pack your angry eyes. That's what I think of when I think <laughs> of Toy
0: Story 2. <laughs> the best is um, the bloopers at the end which i think this is the mm-hmm. first picture movie that they did bloopers for it might have, they might have done it in bugs life not positive and it's just mrs potato head going back and forth just shoving everything uh-huh. she possibly can and i think she put, puts like silly putty in and so yes. all of it starts <laughs> spatting out of every crevice that he has and then mm-hmm. he goes she says something about um and so monkey chow, Mr. Potato Head goes, monkey chow. And she says, for the monkeys, of course. And he goes, I draw the line at monkeys. Like, we're not like, <laughs> oh, we, we can put everything else here except the barrel of monkeys. Uh, I oh love that gosh. they can play, especially with Toy Story. Obviously, they're toys. So they, the mm-hmm. animators really play a lot with, um, with them literally and figuratively. Like, they have, they okay. have them do so many things that I, I love as if you were actually the kid playing with the toy. Uh-huh. I, Which
1: makes it really feel like you're in a toy story. I <laughs> story mean, that's about the whole toys. point,
0: yes. Yeah. All right, so-, so- You said the Toy Story 2 is your favorite, and uh, we'll go Mm -hmm. later, but I think Toy Story 3 is my favorite. So after 11 years, the toys were back. I remember them playing the boys are back in town song over the um, trailers. So in 2010, Mm -hmm. not only were the viewers older, but so was Andy. Um, You were heading off to college at the time this movie came out, and so was he. Um, From IMDb, quote, the toys are mistakenly delivered to a daycare center instead of the attic right before Andy leaves for college, and it's up to Woody to convince the other toys that they weren't abandoned and to return home, end quote.
1: So I do agree with you. This is a great movie. I, it's not that I don't love it. I think I just have more memories, I guess, of like more nostalgic memories watching Toy Story 2 because the first time I saw Toy Story 3, I was in my college bedroom with the blanket over my head feeling sick. Uh, and watching this movie at 1am. And then I was sobbing profusely. And you know, when you're in your freshman dorm and you have a roommate who's sleeping and you're trying not to cry, it just makes it louder. (laughs) So I remember being like, like Pixar didn't have to go that hard for us, but they did. And it was just so relatable in terms of Andy going off to college. And I had just gone off to college and really just growing up that's really the premise of the movie for in terms of andy and how things change and it just made me so sad <laughs> i
0: my favorite part of this movie because of course it is is the big baby doll because she really reminds me oh. of the doll that i had when i was like three <laughs> um, maybe baby. That i it was yours no the doll before that oh like I had the big head down from yours yes <laughs> that i brought to nursery school for um like show Hold and on, tell and let i just dropped- paint the
1: picture for this for everybody at home so this doll its head in my eyes looked like a mini cantaloupe and it was so top heavy and the rest of the body was like a normal baby doll but it was just so so heavy so it weighed you down and honestly it was a little creepy but mikhail go ahead you were talking about bringing this doll yeah, so the, I brought the school. doll to
0: nursery school, dropped it in a basket and like the eye got broken. I remember drawing on the face with marker like mom didn't stop me from doing that. It didn't have any uh-huh. clothes and really just looked like the big baby doll. So anytime Lotso so would funny. get like Lotso got so mean towards baby doll at the end of the movie and I felt this very like emotional <laughs> attachment to this character. Um, of course. He and did. then at the end well, the baby redeems itself because he drops uh, Lotso into the trash compactor and then uh, what does what does she do? Like, spits at him or something right like on. that. So she gets she gets back at him. But um, mm-hmm. I really like the animation. The animation quality obviously is incredible. It, oh we gosh. talked about the first two progressing so much. Obviously, they mm-hmm. had. 15 years between the first one and the third one so animation is incredible there's so much detail like just the scene where they they're going around sunnyside the daycare and you see all the different toys that they have everywhere oh my gosh you could be like oh i had this one or i remember seeing that one at the store did you you
1: notice they had a sully doll or a doll with the coloring of sully they had the pixar ball i think they had a finding nemo fish there right remember they had had all these different
0: toys Yeah, they had Ray, they had um, toys from like the different shorts were underneath the Uh table. They had their version of like little people, which we had growing up, like the little bus was taking them around. So that was really cute (laughs) to see. My favorite though is you can't not love the Barbie dream house, which we didn't really have Barbies growing up, but we had, we didn't have the dream house, but I remember a friend Mm -hmm. of mine having it and just like this thing being massive.
1: I had a purple Barbie dream house. For like a hot second. I think when you were born and like the year after, maybe when you were a year old, I did have Barbies, but I, after that I got too cool. I needed my Fisher price. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: So love that. uh, So
1: what I was going to say about Toy Story three is just, I grew up with the movies literally. So when I was younger, I was about the age of Andy in the first movie, or maybe not, maybe a little later but I was around that age. So then when the second movie came out, I felt a little bit older. And Then the third movie, I'm in college already watching Andy go off to college. So I really have, um, like I said earlier, more nostalgic memories with Toy Story 2 versus Toy Story 3. And Toy Story 4 came out, was it just last year or 2018? Yeah, 2018. 2018? 19. 19. So I ended up... It was so funny. I made my husband... We, we are not movie people. We don't like going to the actual movies, but we'll sit on the couch and watch a movie. So the first movie that I had seen in movie theaters in years happened to be to, uh, Toy Story 4. And I made sure to get the late night showing so we we didn't have to be the oldest people in the in the movie theater. So Toy Story 4 quote is about when a new toy called Forky joins Woody and the gang, a road trip alongside old and new friends reveals how big the world can be for a toy, end quote. So I'm sure you might have more to talk about. I, I have to be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of this movie. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I joke that when we have children and they watch the, tri- uh, the Toy Story series, they're only going to know about the trilogy, <laughs> not Toy Story 4. <laughs> I I don't know. I think they really did Buzz dirty. I don't think Buzz Lightyear is really as naive in my Mm -hmm. eyes as they made him. And
0: I just... I don't know. I think what's really unfortunate about this movie is that they made it really mostly about Woody and... Woody is a great character, but what made Toy Story One work in the first place was that it was an ensemble cast. So even though Woody was one of the main characters, we also had Buzz as a main character, and so was Ham and Rex and all of them. Mm-hmm. Like all, everyone had a purpose, and you could see in all the other movies they did too. Whereas Toy Story Three, they're kind of, or Toy Story Four, I mean, they're kind of just like there for a second as a cameo. And yeah. I, I know that a lot of the voice actors had passed away at this point, so they really couldn't use oh them as much. Well, oh my which gosh, is really. really? Sad. But, like, I know, like, Mr. Potato had Don Rickles was gone. The voice of, um, not Ham, um, Slinky Dog was gone. So it's kind of sad. But at the same time, Aww. what made, like, one of my favorite scenes in Toy Story 2, for example, is, like, them trying to cross the road in their orange cones. Yes. And it's, like, mm-hmm. a whole scene about all of them working together. And you don't really get that impression here. It's really, it's all about Woody. And I don't think that Woody is the strongest character to hold an entire mm-hmm. movie about. Um
1: yeah, I now that I'm thinking it about it, I think Jesse
0: like probably spoke maybe five lines.
1: I don't right. really remember her in the in this in the movie.
0: I know a lot of people say like Toy Story three can be a very dark film, especially at the end with the incinerator. And not saying that that's not a dark <laughs> section of the movie. Don't get me wrong. But you watch this movie and you have these creepy like marionettes chasing after him. And they, I know. And the lighting in that whole. Um, the antique store that they're in is like honestly very dark. And I, you just get the mm-hmm. impression that they were trying to squeeze so many different things into one movie that they didn't have enough time to talk about the old characters because they brought in so many new characters and wanted to focus on them and then put them in so many different scenarios that it, it just felt so jumbled.
1: Mm-hmm. I can't wait when we start talking about Disney in the parks, remind me, I do want to talk about the characters and how they're portrayed okay in I, in the parks because I have yes. some thoughts
0: <laughs> oh okay I got some stories about them too so mm-hmm. I guess you and I we kind of talked about uh our favorites is there anything else you want to add about why you love one movie versus the other or um I just
1: hmm again I'm really not that nostalgic type of person but I can remember watching Toy Story 2 on our VHS uh Remember, not a portable TV, but like a small TV that had a VHS attached to it. I can yeah. remember on our drive down to Disney World because after you were born, we stopped flying. And I remember sitting in the car because I was like, really, Toy Story was a movie that all of us could enjoy. Even the adults understood things that, you know, as until we got older, we didn't really catch mm-hmm. on to some of the things that they were saying. But it was a movie that we all could enjoy and I just remember watching it in the car on our way to Disney World getting so excited because truth be told, I love like Toy Story themed anything, but Mm -hmm. at the time it was just Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger, I believe in Walt Disney World. So I was just so excited like getting geared up for that ride and that's what I really think about. But do you have anything else to add?
0: Um. I, I think uh, something we could both say, I know I'm more into this than you are, is that uh-huh. all these movies have such really great like little Easter eggs. And we pointed that out in Toy Story 3, the different things that you know, up you. know, as a Taylor you. Swift fan, I do appreciate Easter <laughs> eggs. <laughs> yeah, there's just so many. And there's so much that they can work with. And I, I just love Toy Story 3 because every mm-hmm. single second of that movie, you're seeing something else that really... Um, harkens back to either another Toy Story movie or another Pixar movie and that just makes it so exciting Toy Story 4 I think there's a few but not enough that I not no I take that back because I watched a whole video of like 15 minutes that points out (laughs) all these things but not as obvious as like if you see the the Luxo Pixar ball rolling through Mm -hmm. the screen you know that that's an easter egg versus oh someone's cane or someone's cigarette from a movie that you don't really know much about and think about how,
1: because Pixar movies, they always do callbacks. And I know in, is it, I think it's Monsters, Inc., not Monster Univer- Monsters University, where they have Boo's, Boo has a Jessie doll. She has mm-hmm. a Pixar ball. Am I missing any other characters? I'm not sure. Oh, she has Nemo was- in that movie too. Nemo. She hands it so, to her. Um, it's, my students actually, when we were watching it for around Halloween, I gave them we were watching monster movies and it we was watched cute Monsters for them Inc.
0: in my class too.
1: <laughs> it was just cute that the kids really noticed that. It just goes to show that toy story, you know, I was their age when the first movie came out or about, about their age when the second movie came out. I can't remember now, but regardless, it's just, it, it goes through time and it just, it's nice to see ki- uh, It's nice to see the movies through the kids eyes and it's like, wait, just wait, just you wait. When you get older, you're gonna listen to your teacher's podcast about Toy Story and you're gonna learn. <laughs> you're gonna learn so much more. But also on Disney Plus, there are a lot of shorts. I've only watched a few, so maybe um, you may have watched them through the years because they're not all brand new. But there's mm-hmm. Toy Story That Time Forgot, there's Toy Story of Terror, which I did watch with my students just this year, Partysaurus Rex, Hawaiian Vacation, and Small Fry. Do you have anything you want to talk about them? I know we're not really going to go so in depth.
0: Yeah. Party Source Rex. This is the one where they do, they have like a bathtub party and like all the bath toys like become a part of it. Um, Relatable. And spe- yeah. Speaking of callbacks, they have uh, the toilet seat cover is like the uh, Sully's like print. So it's like blue and pink fur. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they took this idea and uh last summer and maybe the summer before i'm not positive um so 2019 for sure at typhoon lagoon and disney world they did party source rex parties or like they called a toy story oh glow night so they would turn it into a big um basically like the idea of like the bathtub party happening but in the wave pool with like neon lights and wow. a lot of uh floating toys and that was uh really fun to see and it's such like an obscure reference that they just turned a whole party into for multiple nights
1: mm-hmm Wait, speaking of, this is just going back to a few moments ago, we were talking about how it's the 25th um, anniversary of Toy Story. And I just opened up Instagram real quick. And Pixar is posting different memories from different people involved in the creation. Mm -hmm. And just a fun fact, this is from Bill Reeves, supervising technical director of Toy Story. He says... I oversaw all technology aspects of the film, as well as supervising approximately 70 technical directors who worked on it during its three years of production. So it took three years to make the first Toy Story. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so cool that the crew size, he says, was relatively small on Toy Story. But that seems, I mean, I don't know too much about the... The creation of things but 70 technical directors that's a lot of opinions <laughs> to, mm. to meld into one but i think that's super cool
0: i and- advise anyone that wants to know more about um the making of toy story specifically and just pixar mm-hmm. as a whole to check out the documentary the pixar story um, that's they, they detail, that's where my whole fact about listerine comes from um, <laughs> i 'm not entirely positive they put it on Disney Plus yet, but it was on Netflix for a while, and they talk a lot about how they had these deadlines that they had to stick by. and No one really had a lot of faith in this movie and John Lasseter, who mm-hmm. was the former Disney, or Pixar CEO, um, basically slept in his office for like months on end <laughs> he the computer was such an like imagine one of those old computers that you had in your house, those thousand nine hundred and ninety five huge things. Um, they couldn't really turn it off. If they turned it off, they would lose all of their data. So he would have to wow. wait for everything to load. He would take like a 20 minute power nap, wake up once something loaded, work on it, go back to sleep, wake up again. And would just do that for nights on end in order to actually get this movie out when it was supposed to be.
1: That's awesome. I, I'm gonna definitely get it. I think actually I've seen it on Netflix. I've seen the title, I do mm-hmm. believe. So let's transition to something that... Um, I feel like I, both of us can have a lot of knowledge about the Toy Story in the parks before the land came out. Cause I know we're going to get a little bit more into Toy Story land with your experience. So earlier on, I mentioned Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, which is in Walt Disney World. And I have vivid memories waiting outside on the line. Do you remember this? Like When you're looking at the ride to the left, that's where the, their outdoor line goes mm-hmm. through. I have vivid memories of sitting there and for, so, like, for some reason, one of us would run out. Like, we were on that line for like 90 minutes. And twice, mom allowed us to get Mickey Mouse ice cream pops in line. So she would send out someone to go get one because it was just so hot. And they had fans blowing hot air. It just didn't help. But once you get into that room and you can feel the, the air conditioning pushing on you, you feel like, ah, I've made it. And you mm-hmm. walk through the queue. You feel like you're in a video game. You have an animatronic Buzz Lightyear. What are those called when you put them to your um, your eyes and you click down and it has the wheel of images? Do you remember oh, what, a what I'm talking finder? about? A, a viewfinder. View yes, and they have that there. Do you happen to know offhand what scenes are they playing on that?
0: Is it, I'm is it almost Toy Story positive movie clips? it's scenes from Toy Story. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure. Um, one of my favorite fun facts about this is that and we'll talk about more later in the Toy Story Mania queue there's another one of those the viewfinder pieces that you put inside it's Peter Pan themed and I was told that it's the same size as the one in that queue so if you were to take that out and put the Peter Pan one in it would actually play it that's
1: so cool that's a Mm -hmm. really good
0: fun fact
1: um, also there's pizza planet. This is just a throwback to my story of getting lost in Disney in, I guess 1999 or the millennium. And that was so much fun, but pizza planet's not there anymore, at least in Walt Disney world. Mm-hmm. And I have to say one of my most favorite parts of just Disney world is the people mover. I know that could be a, uh, polarizing thing for some people but my favorite part is when you go through uh, Space Ranger Spin and is it Star Traders when you go through and you can see um, just uh, Mm -hmm. pieces of the ride you see Zerg and I just enjoy that so much so let's get into something that I know you're very excited to talk about Toy Story Land in Disney World so
0: take it away Michaela so um, if you listen to our previous episode, you know that I previously worked at Toy Story Mania in uh, January to July of 2018. And on June 30th of 2018, Toy Story Land opened in Hollywood Studios. It replaced the former Studio Backlot Tour, which I know you and I have a lot of great I memories of it. being on that. Um, towards the end, it, was, it had run its course and hadn't really been updated. Hey, so when you something- get to see
1: the facade of the Golden Girls house, it's very exciting.
0: <laughs> um anyway uh you know golden girl if golden girls is our nearest reference that we can come up with something that was on that tour then you know i think it proves my point about it being a little outdated so uh disney decided that their next course of action for that park was to move away from movie making into like joining or being a part of the movies so they created Toy Story Land Um, Toy Story Land has three different rides uh, Aliens Rolling Saucers which is a light spinning ride they play kind of techno uh, versions of different Toy Story songs and it's kind of jarring to hear them play When She Loved Me like the really sad song from Toy Story 2 It's like Disney house music Yeah. Um, Then there's Slinky Dog Dash which is a launch roller coaster but it's family friendly Um, One of my favorite fun facts about this uh, attraction is that in the queue situated almost exactly where the earphone tower was in the studio backlot tour there's a tribute to it in the loading zone so there's it looks as if andy had made this whole plan of what was um how slinky was going to be launched around his backyard and one of the things he drew was a mickey mouse in the clouds which is basically where the earful tower would be and the ride that i have the most expertise on is toy story mania so this is a um This is similar to Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin, in that you are shooting at targets and trying to reach a certain amount of points. Um, Everyone has their own goal of what they can reach. Um, However, this is in 3D. You wear 3D glasses. It moves a lot faster, and you don't control the spinning. So there is some slight spinning as you go from scene to scene, not while the actual scene is going. So you are stopped for about six, seven seconds in front of each screen in Mm -hmm. which you can then shoot at the screen, as opposed to Buzz Lightyear. You're constantly moving. Um, You are allowed to spin yourself a little bit with the joystick, and you have to Um, I find Buzz Lightyear to be more difficult because you can't see where your laser is going as opposed to on Toy Story Man, you can see exactly where you're And also,
1: this ride did not open with Toy Story Land. Do you know how many years it was in the parks before Toy Story Land came out?
0: Yes, it opened in 2008 because we celebrated the 10-year anniversary. It opened May... 31st I believe of 2008 and this is actually the first ride that was built simultaneously on both coasts so it opens in Disneyland the next month um in 2008 um there are some rides like for example Space Mountain Splash Mountain all those favorites that do exist in both parts but weren't being built at the exact same time okay so um Toy Story Land opens like I said um it was definitely a success. I remember going there that day, and there was a four-hour line just to get into the land, and then another five-hour wow. wait to wait to go on to Slinky Dog. Um, so lots of crowds. The heat is definitely a problem that they're still working through. It obviously Florida is hot all the time, even when you think it's not, it is. Um, and shade really isn't the isn't something the Imagineers thought about when putting um, building this land, or at least places that you could get out of the rain because even the quick service place woody's lunchbox is um outdoors and there's not that much seating so there are things that they're still working through and i know that um they have made progress like they put uh more shade in the slinky dog queue which is good because that's where you're spending the most time out in the heat Um, one of my favorite things when I was working there was I got to be a part of what they call the opening ceremonies of the land. So the day before the land opened, um, they did a short ceremony where Tim Allen, who's the voice of Buzz Lightyear came and like ceremonially opened up the land, um, like dedicated it, cut a ribbon. And I got to be on the slinky dog coaster as it um, went through. So I saw the back of Tim Allen. Um, I would have (laughs) met him a couple of days before but my shifts got uh-huh. out early and he was filming some promotional stuff in an area that it wasn't allowed to be. So that's kind of sad. Um, some fun facts about Toy Story Mania. Um, one is Mr. Potato Head. He is a very advanced animatronic in the queue of Toy Story Mania. He will talk and mm-hmm. interact with you. He can take his ear out, tip his hat. And he sings some songs. Um, the, he'll, he says a lot of jokes. Um, it's all Don Rickles' original um, voice. So he was able to so record cool. all of that way before he passed away. Um, cast members a little like inside the magic is that cast members are able to help him out um, with the phrases that he's saying if you cast my catch my drift Um, another fun fact is that there's a little golden book just as you are. um about to turn to go to your first scene on the ride. So this there's two uh-huh. different sides of Toy Story Mania. This is the first track. You have to walk upstairs and downstairs to get there, as opposed to the third track, which is relatively new. It opened in 2016. You kind of just keep walking, but you make a couple of turns. You don't go up any stairs. Um, this first track has a little golden book, and the little golden book is Tin Toy. Tin Toy is one of the first Pixar shorts, and it's the Pixar short that inspired them to actually make a feature-length film about toys. So that is what... Um, the actual book is and then on the back is we know that golden books have different um pictures on the back of different characters and there's some disney characters in the back like donald duck bambi and a long forgotten bongo the bear uh i always loved seeing all those things and pointing people out and then there's one of the world's tiniest hidden mickeys there's a picture of a chicken on the spine so the spine of golden books have different (laughs) characters um not characters but different animals and there's a chicken and inside of one of the chickens eyes he has a mickey mouse Um, that is i could go on for hours but those are some of my favorites.
1: That is awesome. I think it's so cool that it's just, you I know I'm doing like a callback to the other episode, but where you talked more about just not being so sure about your position and then you fall into a role that you absolutely love. Like I know mm-hmm. for sure you love that ride and it's just, I have so much fun on it. Do you have any tips or tricks for anybody going on the ride that you are able and willing to share
0: yes so each scene has different targets that unlock more targets my favorite scene is the aliens uh scene so you see aliens and there's a rocket um rocket ship and you want to try and get all the aliens um it's kind of like whack-a-mole and you want Mm -hmm. to try and get all the aliens on the outside and on the inside out before any more pop-ups. You want every single one, let's say there's 10 of them, to be gone before another one pops up. So the best advice that I would give people is go outside in and then once that is gone, the um, rocket ship will fly away and a robot pops up and then becomes ring-tossed and you start throwing rings into the um, robot's mouth. I only ever got this to happen twice or three times. You have to work with someone that knows what they're doing. So you, someone gets the okay. left side, they get the right. You work outside in and... Um, th- this is really just the goal of trying to score more points. You would get people, at the end, they have the score sheen- uh, machines look like they are the old school uh, Game Boys. And people would see the score of the day and it would say like 600,000 points. And like, how the heck mm-hmm. do I even get that? Well, first of all, that's our maintenance man. Um, who is really? allowed to ride the ride um, many, many times. He That's gets 60, hysterical. points. There was also a guest who was a local and would come two or three nights a week that was very close to getting a similar high score. Um, uh-huh. My highest, I wrote it down somewhere, was somewhere around the 300,000 range and that was um, after working there for several months. So not to say that you couldn't just try and get it on your first yeah. go um, but you definitely need to know some of those tips and tricks. So that's just one of them. Each scene has their own and you can definitely look it up on YouTube or online for more ideas.
1: So let's transition because we talked a lot about Toy Story Land and Disney World, but Toy Story Land and Toy Story Rides don't just exist on the East Coast of the United States. So I can only talk so much. I've only seen videos. So feel free to jump in because I know Michaela has been to Disney California Adventure and Disneyland. So, in DCA, they have Pixar Pier, which does has have Toy Story Mania, and you said that D, uh, Disney World has three tracks, but it's basically the same ride, just with two tracks. Am I right? Yes.
0: Yeah, so, when I went there, this was closed for maintenance, so I didn't get to go on it, but it is the exact mm-hmm. same idea with two tracks. Um, you play the exact same games. There's also Mr. Potato Head there in the queue. His eyes are a little wonky, in my opinion, um, a little yellow <laughs> in comparison to the white ones. Okay. So. Toy Story Mania and Disney World, but yeah, pretty much the same. Okay. And they,
1: so is it when you're in the queue, I know you said you haven't been on it. Are you, do you know if the queue is basically the same? Are they going to see some of the same callbacks? Are they going to see those, those, the books that you were mentioning and all those hidden Mickeys, like little golden book or...
0: Right. So, sure. from the videos that I've seen, it looks like that their queue in California Adventure is outdoors, and it's kind of just those switchbacks of walking in and out. You steamers to potato, Head and new get onto the attraction because it's mm-hmm. supposed to look more like you're playing a game on a boardwalk, um, as opposed to oh, in I Hollywood see. Studios, you're going into Andy's bedroom and playing this game. Mm-hmm. So, um, I love that there's not going to be the same, <laughs> um, not going to be the same uh, exact callbacks. I know that on the actual ride itself. There's different little um, hidden tributes, so you'll find some hidden Mickeys in some of the games, like in the um, Dino Darts volcano scene, there's a hidden Mickey in there, and that's going to be the uh-huh. same at California Adventure, but I can't really speak to having um, more, necessarily. Okay,
1: and so right next door in Disneyland, California, they have they also have Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters, but the difference between the Orlando location and the California location are, is that you can pick up the guns and you can shoot and you mentioned that you can go beyond a million points. Have you had that experience? <laughs> uh,
0: I wish I tried so hard at Disney World to get to um, the nine hundred ninety-nine, nine hundred ninety, or nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine points, and I never uh, got close. I know our brother Kevin has maxed out on both of his. Like casually, at one point. but casually. he has also
1: just lucked out with the. Not guess necessarily luck out, but the ride had taken a pause, so he what the ride still works for you with the guns. You just sit in the car and you could turn around slowly and you can still get all of those points. So it wasn't like he just started um, the ride and went through it completely without stopping. So he did get, he did get some help there.
0: Yeah. So I haven't done it at Disneyland. We went on it twice when we were there. Um, I don't remember what my score was. It definitely wasn't that. But this one is easier. Again, since you're being able to pick it up, you can aim exactly where you're going. It feels a little bit longer. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but it just felt like you went through more rooms and you had mm-hmm. more of an opportunity to hit more targets as well. Um, each target has a different point value. Okay.
1: Also in Disneyland, they do have Alien Pizza Planet, so they still have a Pizza Planet location there. So there are four parks abroad that have Toy Story Land featured. So let's start with Disneyland Paris in Paris. (laughs) So they have Buzz Lightyear Laser Blast, which I'm just going to go on a limb and I'm sure I'm going to get messages that I'm wrong here. It seems very similar to um, Astro Blasters. They also have RC Racer, which we were talking off the podcast a few minutes ago about how it's kind of similar, not exactly the same, but to that structure of the, the pirate ship type of ride where you go back and forth. So as an RC racer, you go back and forth. And it's just a side note. We had that toy growing up. I don't think it lasted longer than a couple of years, but I do remember having a remote control and having a car go up, up the sides of the RC racer, just as a, I guess a shout out to Toys R Us, rest in peace. They also have Slinky Dog Zigzag Spin. Do you have anything to add about that in terms of its comparison to Disney World or something that you might want to guess about?
0: Yeah, so this <laughs> is not a roller coaster. This is, it looks like the same vehicle, like it's the same Slinky Dog, but you are just going around and around in a circle similar to those like music rides. Um, I think you mentioned uh... this where at different parks where you're just going back and forth while you're um, listening to music and up and down different hills. Um, we should mm-hmm. mention that the RC ride and the Slinky Dog ride are in the Walt Disney Studios Park, which is like oh, okay. their response to Hollywood Studios. Um, and they also have Toy Soldiers Parachute Drop, which um, just a simple, you, you go up, you drop down, you go up, get dropped down, like a leapfrog kind of activity you mm-hmm. might see at a local fair. Um, neither of us have been to these parks, but I've been told that Walt Disney Studios Park as a whole just really isn't well-maintained, um, which is unfortunate because Toy Story is such a vibrant and... Um, just very vibrant colors are really used throughout. And I've been For told sure. that the, the paint really isn't the best and the rides can tend to have some problems. So I hope that they figure that out over there because um, mm. just no Way rides over are there. like that. <laughs> I did hear
1: that they're not opening until I believe February. So they're closed now until they're Crazy. complying with COVID procedures, but they are not currently opened. Mm-hmm. Um, also at Walt Disney Studios Park, they have the Toy Soldiers Parachute Drop. And I, I don't think I've, I've seen pictures of it, but I've never seen
0: the video. Is it one of those kind of balloon-esque
1: things where they kind of move you up and down? Almost like, yes, this
0: uh, is the one that I was just saying. In my mind, it reminds me of like those leapfrog ones that you'd be sitting at a park where you get, you're strapped into something and it lifts you really high up and then it drops you down. It lifts you high up and drops you down.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Right, I will say leapfrog
0: because I know at our our local Adventureland, not the Adventureland and Magic Kingdom, but our Adventureland theme park has um, <laughs> definitely not, not the same bugs. selection. <laughs> not the same. So moving on, we have Hong Kong Disneyland also ha- used to have um Buzz Light Your Astral Blasters. It got replaced with an Ant-Man and the Wasp um attraction. And I believe this is just a reskinning. So it's the same type of uh shooting type attraction, but um just different characters. Um, and they have a Toy Story with similar rise to Disneyland Paris' but just greater in quality and overall design. I believe it's all the exact same attractions if not they have diff- uh, separate names. Uh-huh uh shanghai disneyland when it opened i think that was 2016 2017 when shanghai disneyland opened um it opened with a buzz Lightyear your planet rescue so we're going to assume the exact same type of shooting ride yes. <laughs> and with its own toy story land they have rex racers which is the same idea as the rc racers a slinky dog spin which is um the same idea of as their slinky dog Uh, ride with uh, circling around going up and down some hills and then Woody's Roundup which is an attraction similar to Mater's Junkyard Jamboree which is the which is at Disney California Adventure and also very similar to the Alien Swirling Saucers at Hollywood Studios um, with Woody and Bullseye Um, I don't know about you but it seems it's really interesting that there's so many Disney or Pixar characters and Toy Story characters that they could work with but they seem to really go back to the the same ones over and over again Yeah. yeah
1: there's really so much that they could do with them as well. Hopefully, well, this is a very long shot, but if anyone at Pixar and if any of the Imagineers are listening and Disney World or Disney Parks, maybe just start including them some more. Because I know when you walk around Toy Story Land there, you you will see Forky. You will see um, the aliens. You will see see them but they're not they need something of their own so i do agree maybe not forky unpopular opinion but i could do without i could do without forky that's yeah, just my I,
0: opinion <laughs> this is hearkening back to us talking about toys Story four but i i understand that he is very much a toy to bonnie and we have all had those toys that we have made out of pipe cleaners and googly eyes and things like that but with a wide amount of characters that they could work with or toys that they could have made into characters it really mm-hmm. baffles me that they chose to go with a spork that is yeah. a normal household item. All right. Um, but we digress. Want, <laughs> we digress. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about different characters that you can meet at the parks. I know Finally. you wanted to that before. Oh, my gosh. So with Toy Story
1: 4, they changed up Bo Peep. Her costume or her outfit in the movies has changed. And I, I have to be honest. I know you saw her before. I saw images Of her in be when they when they first came out she looks terrifying to me and I would love to hear your opinion about that
0: yeah she's the Bo Peep that we're talking about is the one where she's wearing like that big pink dress and she has the staff right in the bonnet and her face just looks wonky It's the best way I can describe it. And I don't really think that she met as like a meet and greet character. She was in like the Christmas parade. And you saw that Christmas parade, right? So you know Mm -hmm. what she she looks like in there. And for Toy Story 4, they redid her because her costume is now um, the underneath of what her skirt is. So kind of like a blue jumpsuit. And her face is a little bit better. Now, if you know what she already looks like originally, it's a a big effort to try and make her look better. And she she isn't the best that she could be. Um, she does not meet anymore. I got to meet her with, um, she met with Woody and that was really cool. Just, I wanted to check off meeting as many characters as I could. Um, but I do think that someone at costuming needs to try a little bit harder with that face.
1: Yeah, I just can't say with a lot of, <laughs> uh, I don't even know what the correct word, emphasis is, I don't know. I'm going to edit this, but I just can't say that I find like, I want to go meet her. Like if I had one of those autograph books, I don't know how I would feel. She just doesn't Mm -hmm. look. And it's just the way the costume is. You're right. Just costuming needs to change, make that a little. And I don't think it's an entirely unpopular opinion, just from what maybe different vloggers that I've watched or podcasts I've listened to. People do seem to be at least in somewhat agreement that it might need some, some changes, And they meet right out, do they meet right outside of uh, Toy Story Mania, Bo
0: Peep and Woody together?
1: So they
0: used to meet right outside um, of Toy Story Mania. Now you just meet Woody in that location. They really had Bo Peep for Toy Story 4. You can meet Buzz Lightyear in front of the sign when you walk in um, to Toy Story Land. There's a big Woody sign um, or like statuette with the sign that says "Toy Story Mania," Buzz Lightyear meets there. And Jesse met the last time I met her was near Alien Swirling Saucers. Um, you uh-huh. can also meet Buzz Lightyear near um his attraction at Magic Kingdom. And right okay. now, that's where you can meet all of them. You used to meet, be able to meet Bullseye in Frontierland. Um, Bullseye is another one of those. It's a little weird just because Bullseye is a horse, so he walks on all fours. But when you meets him in the park, he um regained some balance and just his back to hooves and can walk on two feet, which is um Magical. kind of interesting magical um have not had the opportunity to meet him uh you can meet the green army man so in when toy story mania was the only toy story attraction to hollywood studios and it was just in pixar place they used to come around and do sarge says so sarge used to um, be the only one that would talk he had green goggles and um his face is green and he would come around and do sarge says like simon says with the kids and then he had two or three green army men behind him that just had those meshed masks that kind of look like if you ever um, seen someone fence or like the beginning of the parent chap or they're fencing um, had those kind <laughs> of faces now they um, all have faces they will all talk to you and they um, I know that entertainment has gotten gotten cut out especially in the last few months um, but they used mm-hmm. to at least come and do a green green army man drum corps so we all come and play drums mm-hmm. um, they come and do different uh, games so they'll throw balls and uh, hula hoops around um, and I have a really special story about a green army man so um the characters used to come out at night uh especially and when i worked to toy story mania especially in the early months the park would close around eight and people would be going and getting dinner around seven or so or six or seven and then phantasmic would happen so you would really have this deserted part of the park so when the green army men came out for their last set to meet characters they really didn't mm-hmm. have a lot of people to meet so one of the green army men um used to come around like every single night for like two weeks or so come around and just like pantomime with me because he wasn't he couldn't talk so we would just like go back and forth um one night we started dancing because why not and uh, I had this a uh, day a couple weeks later where I had forgotten uh well actually i had broken my last hair tie and anyone who has long hair and has experienced extreme humidity knows that you need to have your hair up in Florida and I just didn't I broke my last hair tie I had to go to work oh, it wasn't a worst. great day for me so I had braided my hair and then used the broken hair tie to like tie the bottom and in he there. saw and noticed me and came over to me and starts lifting (laughs) up my wrist to see if I had a hair tie on my wrist. And I'm like, I don't have one. So that he went to every single girl around my age that was around us and started lifting up their wrist and then looks at me, just gives me this, you know, like I can't really do anything, but I tried kind of look. And I I was like, that's so sweet that he remembered me and remembers Uh that I had really long hair because he he made this little hand motion about the fact that I had my hair down because he used to wear it up in a bun Uh all the time. So that was really special to see that the Green Army men remembered and that they're not just... um, here to follow Sarge's orders. They're trying to make people happy too, <laughs> um, at the same time.
1: Especially cast members that are struggling
0: <laughs> yes. to
1: keep their hair, keep their hair at bay. So let's end with just some little bit of trivia. We did mention earlier that Toy Story is the first entirely computer animated film. The animators had a rather difficult time. I mean, it took three years for them to animate human characters in the first film. So all the people that attend Andy's birthday party in the first movie are carbon copies of him. And I remember you telling me this a few years back and I had to go back and check. And once you know that fact, that's all you can see. And it's funny when you're young, you don't really notice it. But now as now I know that fact, trust me, listeners, when you go back, that's all you're going to be thinking about. And something that I think is adorable is that when Tom Hanks is unable to fulfill his duties to being Woody, his brother does it. So his brother will do a lot of the shorts and you can kind of hear, i actually wanted to ask you the Woody statue. When you first entered toy story land, is that voice Tom Hanks or is that his brother? What do you think?
0: I think it's his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe that he did that one. And I know also This is especially for, like, toys. You know, Tom Hanks is really in-demand actor, so he's not going to stop and voice all the woody um, voices. There are some that he has done, and you can definitely tell um, the difference. It's not, like, a a huge difference, but his brother has done um, the toys in the past, yeah.
1: I don't think either of us sound the same, so I could never be like, hey, Michaela, step in to do my, you know, my voice stuff. But there is this story going on about Tim Allen. He is the voice of Buzz Lightyear. And I'm not sure exactly what the year, but I'm going to link the story. But he, and I'm going to, this is a quote. I'm in Manhattan in an elevator and a young kid is misbehaving. Some kids at a certain age just punch you in the crotch. I don't know what that's about. It's a certain age. They're right there. They know it gets your attention. And so this kid was punching his mom in the leg and really going nuts. So I said, to infinity and beyond, you shouldn't treat your mom like that. And the kid looked all around the elevator and then started crying. And the mm-hmm. mom's looking at me like now she's mad. And the kid goes, That ugly man swallowed Buzz Lightyear. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's so funny. And I, I could be wrong, but I do Im- I think I remember Tom Hanks having a similar story where he was in an elevator elevator and he just started speaking. And I mean, Tom Hanks is is always, <laughs> always woody when he talks. It's not like he puts on some type of accent, but I thought it was interesting. But I thought with uh, Tim Allen, he really thought he could use his buzz voice to help the child, but it kind of ended him, you know, kind of backfiring. And he said this on the Kelly Clarkson show that it taught him a lesson that he can't just use his buzz voice outside of the cartoon environment just because it can kind of, I don't know, it can maybe take things a different way, just like having the kid saying some things in the elevator but I thought it was just a funny story so I'm going to include that link to uh Tim Allen making a kid cry using his <laughs> using his voice
0: that's so, just terrible but <laughs> wow you know what you know it's another character that he his voice is always that voice is um uh-huh. the voice of Rex I'm going to quickly look up the name of the actor he uh-huh. just has the type of voice that he only speaks in that voice uh it's Wallace Shawn so if you've seen the Haunted Mansion movie um which we're going to talk more about the Haunted Mansion in future episodes so stay tuned for that he voices one of the ghosts and he just has the exact same (gasps) really and I believe he's also in the Princess Bride um like he only has that one voice like but it's great it's just and he's in a lot of Pixar his voice is in a lot of Pixar movies is that
1: is that a fact that they include him in every Pixar movie that's the voice of
0: Ham John Ratton Ham uh, I'm sorry okay uh yeah, John Ratzenberger. He's um, the Abominable Snowman of in Monsters, Inc. He plays Mac, the big red truck in Cars. He's their good luck charm, and he's in every single Pixar movie. And one of the things that they do to kind of, like, play on this is that in the Cars uh, bloopers, they have them all going to a drive-in movie theater because, you know, they're Cars. They don't go to a regular movie theater. <laughs> and they're showing, like, scenes where he's voicing where the John Rassenger's characters are present in them so at one point Mac who's watching Mac is voiced by John Rassenberger uh Mac is watching it and goes hey they're using the same same voice actor for all these movies like uh you know really um breaking the fourth wall there there I really don't know how it started like I wonder I want to know more about that like did uh-huh. they just need an action? Like, because Toy Story happened, then Bug's Life happened, and then Toy Story 2. So I wonder if they put him in Toy Story, they needed him to fill, you know, they need someone to voice this character and Bug's Life called him in. Obviously, he was going to be in Toy Story 2. And then after that, we're just like, well, we like his voice. Let's keep bringing him back until the point where they can't not have him anymore.
1: I will have to look into that after when we log off. I am, I am interest, interested to know more, but... So I guess that's it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We would really greatly appreciate it if you could rate us five stars. It takes two seconds. Go to the Purple Podcast app, or if you're on Spotify, scroll to leave us a review if you'd like, but definitely click those five stars. It takes maybe five seconds. It's just going to help us continue to get the podcast up and running. And we would really like to- keep talking disney with you so be sure to follow us on instagram at the dis necessities and i'll include the link in the show notes and michaela how would you like to end this week's episode uh to
0: infinity and beyond
1: So after the first movie came toy story 2 so in 1992 that can't be right Nineteen
0: ninety nine. All right, I'm gonna
1: start that over. Oh my gosh. In nineteen ninety nine. Oh my gosh, that's the year I went missing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll <laughs> I'll include that. Can you put wait oh. no,
0: can you make a blooper segment at the end? I will put that in there. I'll be sure to. <laughs>